Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. The one thing we've learned is that there's very little time between the moment one presidential election ends and another begins. There are already Republicans cautiously testing the waters of Iowa, preparing for a race that won't include Donald Trump, but not angering the former president if he does indeed decide to run. But that's just one of the issues about the 2024 nominating process that needs to sort itself out. The other involves the Iowa caucuses, the race to be first, and the power play that's going on right now. That's why we talked with the new Iowa Democratic Party chair, State Representative Ross Wilburn. You've heard what Nevada's doing. You know that New Hampshire's going to fight against it. What say Iowa? I say that uh, the move by other states to try uh, to move ahead in the calendar is, is nothing new. It happens every four years when the calendar comes out. And we're used to states trying to jump ahead of us. And uh, we're having important conversations with the DNC. My team's working hard to make sure Iowans continue to have a voice during this important process. Let's be honest. It's a huge black eye that 2020 was for Iowa. Is, is that insurmountable? No, absolutely not. I mean, we, we acknowledge problems in the initial reporting of numbers, but, you know, many, if not most of the actual caucus process itself went smoothly around the state. In fact, I remember during my caucus, uh, people were, were pretty excited. Uh, and uh, there was a, a couple folks from the deaf community who were excited. I was trying my rudimentary uh, sign language skills to communicate with them. But we're always working to improve the caucus process and we're working in partnership with other state leaders and the DNC, because we're going to continue to work to increase uh, uh, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the caucus process. So, but the caucus really is a providing a huge bump. I mean, if these presidential candidates are going to spend this much time, effort, and money into Iowa, they want something from it, and that's that huge bump they get, and they got nothing like that in 2020. I'm, I'm going to push back on that, because they get, uh, they get so much more out of it. Uh, Iowa, uh, you know, there's no better advertisers than, than Iowa. They... they uh, they love to uh, work on campaigns. In fact, Iowans, once they move on, uh, do phone calls, uh, letter writing. In fact, myself, uh, back during the Obama uh, one uh, administration, well, b- before he ran, uh, I traveled to um, uh, Washington, D.C. for uh, the, uh, the caucus, uh, or the, uh, the uh, primary season out there to, to vote. So Iowans are very, very active, and the candidates get a good cross-section of the country when they come to Iowa. Well, that, that's what Iowans say, but you know so well that if you don't live in Iowa, that's not what they're thinking. They're thinking that this is a predominantly white, a predominantly uh, uh, rural area that doesn't represent the nation. 
you're you're talking and looking at an African American who is the chairperson of the Iowa Democratic Party. It, it's unfortunate that uh, you know the narrative that there's no diversity in Iowa has has come forward because we have uh, a deep, uh, rich tradition in terms of civil rights accomplishments and leaders coming forward. Uh, we're a good cross section of uh, not only rural working class Iowans, but we've got uh, many of our our BIPOC community here. Uh, so it's a great chance for for candidates, especially if they don't have a lot of name recognition or if they don't uh, have a lot of money to come here to test out their messages, to hear uh, from Iowans that represent a cross section of the country. One of the greatest things that happened to the Iowa caucus, of course, and you were involved in it, was the election of Barack Obama, only because Iowa put Barack Obama on the map and made him a legitimate candidate. Not so much, of course, for the Clintons and not so much for Joe Biden. So is the fact that it's a Joe Biden White House have an impact on Iowa caucuses? In other words, is he as friendly towards Iowa as you would hope he would be? You also have to look at what happened um, beyond Iowa. Once they got to South Carolina, uh, the uh, then Vice President Biden had to, uh, had to step forward to connect with uh, the African American community, and he did so, and, and he won, and now he's delivering, he and, and, and Vice President Harris are uh, delivering for not only Iowans, but the American people. But it's a good point that if you notice that some of the people that are some of his closest confidants are, are Harry Reid and Jim Clyburn. Harry Reid, of course, from Nevada, Jim Clyburn from South Carolina. And neither one of them really believe that Iowa should be first in the nation. Again, I just go back to uh, every four years when the when the calendar comes up that uh, different states buy, buy for different uh, position. And uh, uh, Iowa is part of that, uh, that four-state cutout. Uh, we want to be part of the conversation. It's important that, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if we can do it here in Iowa in terms of uh, working class, in terms of uh, that rural voice, in terms of our communities of color, our LGBTQ plus uh, communities uh, with living, people living with disability, if, if we can do it and support and lift uh, our diverse communities here in Iowa, we can do it across the country. Is Iowa turning Republican more than Democrat? It seems to be more red than purple. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think Iowans agree with Democrats on, on many of the most important issues. Uh, I, you mentioned I'm in the legislature. Uh, Iowans talk about strong public education, uh, affordable prescription drugs, background checks for gun purchase purchases, uh, more economic opportunity for all of us. So uh, we just have to make sure that as we get back out to organizing, which we've already started to do, uh, we you know we had unfortunately we weren't able to do it uh, or do it consistently during uh, the initial part of the pandemic. Uh, we want to make sure that we are we are reconnecting and connecting with Iowans so that they can they can know that I uh, Democrats are not only uh, saying that we're on their side but we're at their side on on these issues. But two years ago, Democrats thought that they were going to get better control of the state legislature, and instead Republicans held on, if not gained. Is it that the Democratic message isn't working or you didn't have good candidates? Nationwide, there is an issue with uh, uh, rural and working class folks not necessarily feeling the connection that they had uh, with Democrats uh, in previous years. And there, there's no question that the, the pandemic had an effect on us here. But, uh, you know, if you take a look at the recent voter registration numbers from the Iowa Secretary of State's office, just released today, uh, in three of our four congressional districts, registered Democrat voters outnumbered registered Republicans. 
that includes the first and second congressional districts, which are currently represented by Republicans. So overall, Republicans do have uh, 23,000 more registered voters than us, but our Democratic activists are closing the gap, and they are out working now because, uh, especially with the voter suppression bill that was pushed through by the radical Republican legislature and governor. Uh, so we're, uh, we're getting ready to go. I was going to ask you about that, so we might as well go to it next, and that is changes as far as voting is concerned in Iowa. Is it pretty much set in stone, or do Iowa Democrats plan to challenge what the state legislature and the governor's already approved? Uh, we're fortunate one of the great partners, uh, not only in Iowa, but across the uh, country, are challenging election laws. Uh, LULAC has uh, been an important uh, uh, voice and, and uh and uh, activists across the country and here in Iowa. And so they are taking that to court. Uh, in the meantime, Iowans are already, uh, Democrats are already working to try and let uh, uh, people know they need to check their voter status. The, the new G GOP law requires the Secretary of State uh, to move all voters who didn't cast ballots in the most recent general election, one election, to inactive. And previously, uh, they had to miss two uh, consecutive general elections. So uh, uh, Iowans uh, of, of uh, Republicans, uh, no party, uh, other parties are very upset about uh, the damage that uh, uh, the Republican Party in Iowa and governor have done to make it harder to vote. They'd rather rig the system in, in their favor than then uh, you know, be held accountable for the problems they're causing. Whether that's true or not, as you know, the U.S. Supreme Court has just ruled in favor of uh, the changes that are going on in Arizona, which uh, kind of puts a setback to some of these challenges, don't you think? Uh, you know, time is going to tell on that. There will be other. Uh, there will be other challenges. That's that's one ruling. We'll see how that. Uh, we'll see how that plays itself out. But we're not sitting and waiting uh, on on litigation. Uh, we are, our activists are working to get people to check their voter status. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can to uh, fire people up and make sure that Democrats want you to be able to express your voice and your voice is your vote. For Iowa Democrats, are the biggest races the race for Iowa governor and uh, the U.S. Senate, uh, uh, depending upon what Charles Grassley does? You know, we are working, uh, I have two parts to that question, we're, we're working to challenge every race that we can. And uh, I'm focused and we're focused on growing our party, on getting out the message and connecting with Iowa Democrats, uh, no party and moderate Republicans across the state. I've been traveling across the state. Uh, early this month, I was in Fort Dodge and Davenport. Uh, I was in Grimes in early June in Red Oak. So west, south, uh, north, east, we are, we are working to uh, uh, to connect with Iowans and to get people ready to uh, pay attention to uh, not only the damage that Republicans have done, uh, but what Iowans are doing, starting with what Democrats are doing in Iowa, as well as in Washington, D.C., with, uh, uh, you know, every every uh, uh, thing the, the Biden administration has done, getting vaccines in people's uh, arms, as well as the uh, financial support uh, that they are they are getting and hopefully the upcoming infrastructure bill. But once again, is it the governor's race and the U.S. Senate race that, that really topped the charts, so to speak, for, for state Democrats? Uh, Democrats are focused on challenging every, every race we can. Let's talk about what we're seeing in the Republican Party right now. I'm, I'm sure that it's nice for you to be an outsider looking in, and we're seeing some candidates who are putting their toe in the water in Iowa, still unclear of what Donald Trump is going to do. Um, is that surprising to you that people such as Tom Cotton, uh, Tim Scott are, are, are sniffing around Iowa, so to speak? 
Not at all. And, and uh, you know, while Democrats and Republicans may not agree on much, uh, here in Iowa, we're both agreed on uh, going back to the caucus and first in the nation caucus. Uh, that's one area we are in support. And so, uh, you know, I've been in communications with the Iowa uh, Republican chair and, uh, uh, you know, they are proceeding with uh, Iowa being the first uh, caucus in the nation. So uh, the Republican Party, they, they've got uh, uh, they have. Um, they have some explaining to do not only to the American people but within their their party. Uh, they've got a a, a radical right uh, agenda that is upsetting Iowans uh, across the board, and so uh, it's not surprising that they are coming here. And it it, it just adds credence to what I said about uh, it's an opportunity for those who don't have as much name recognition, who don't have a lot of money, that they can connect uh, and test their message here, uh, but also potentially have. Iowans helping them out in other parts of the country. Once again, a perceived notion and somewhat a fact too is that Democrats do very well in urban areas and not rural areas. And you see that time and time again in elections in Iowa where the pockets of Democratic strength appear to be the cities. What are you gonna do to reach out to rural areas uh, to make more Democratic gains in those areas? Uh, you know, we are, uh, as Democrats, we are working, it's not, an, it's not a new idea, it's just we're coming back to it, especially out of the pandemic, that we are uh, trying to organize as a state party uh, year-round. So we're trying to expand to that year-round organizing uh, and trying to, we're already getting training programs for our activists and candidates uh, to grow our Democratic grassroots network around the state. Uh, it's building those long-term relationships with volunteers, activists, and voters in every corner of the state. That's what helps build strong campaigns, and it helps our candidates connect to people in their communities. But why don't you think the Democratic message is taking root in, in, in rural areas? Uh, you know, that's that's been a challenge across the country, uh, not just here in Iowa. And and look, uh, you know, we obviously need to do a, a, a better job. We're going to improve connecting, uh, reconnecting again with the, with the pandemic. We want to make sure that um, that uh, folks know that uh, it's Democrats that are are de- delivering that stimulus that that's come out. Uh, Democrat uh, Joe Biden delivered that. And so uh, we are going to uh, continue to. Uh, reach out. We've got Democrats out in those areas. Uh, we're going to start turning those red areas pink to start winning uh, elections statewide and in local communities. Iowa Democratic Party Chair, State Representative Ross Wilburn. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.